You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, my name is Jordan Lowe. Welcome back to Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. Long time no talk. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. It hasn't been that long. We've gone longer, I'm sure. <laughs> what what episode is this? What what episode is this? Oh, 391? One? Something like that? Yes. Closing in on 400? Man. Can you believe it? Yeah. Feels like feels like five. Closing in on four, <laughs> our 400th and final podcast. That's when we wrap it all up. <laughs> That's it. That's our new branding. Uh, goodbye forever. The We've run out of room. We can't do anymore. Yeah. The, the yeah. website's full. Sorry, guys. We're not going to delete old ones, so we can't post any new ones. Right. <laughs> It's gonna think what the ending will be now and build to it. Do a lot of top, you know, twists and turns. <laughs> well, <sighs> I, I I will say, um, work has has started, has begun on on number four hundred, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I was uh, working on that the other night and kind of listening to some stuff from way back and stuff I forgot about. What what and range are we pulling from? What episodes? What I think January of 2019, something like that. Yeah, it was. Um, we were pretty heavy into Riverdale at this. <laughs> oh, point. really? That, that narrows it down. That narrows yeah. it down. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was like I think like episode 125 to maybe 150. Uh, we're in the one in the 140s. Yeah, 130s and 140s. What I what we've kind of been working on so far, so yeah. Jeez. Like I say, there was an episode I didn't include it in the clips because it's too long to do, but it was it's a great twenty minutes or so. We did a yeah, you know me about our worst jobs, <laughs> and Cliff talks about working at the uh, the Halloween store. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Seth was doing compaction tests. <laughs> that he, like, at a construction site where people's yes. lives are on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. sell sweepers door to door. I remember the sweeper. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely going to recommend that as a go back and listen to. That was nice. Good. Wow. Good stuff. So yeah, it's been a while. We've been out doing lots of lots of things, going lots of places. We've been doing uh, too many things we can't record that's that's true that's true we we got to go out and we got to have the experiences to talk about first you know before we get to the talking we got to do the doing first so do the doing yeah Yeah. episode 391 (laughs) (laughs) uh you can you two can do there you go um So anyway, yeah, we went to stuff. What was? Well, you 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 started it because you went to went to the con in Baltimore, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's kind of was that was that, the catalyst. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, went to Baltimore Comic Con. It was good. Met a bunch of people. Like seriously, it's so uh, it's a blur now. Well, I'm so glad mm. you did it so that we can talk about it. Right, experiences. <laughs> Start, got got me into the getting the remarks people that's the that's the new thing that i like you know it's that little i don't want to get a full sketch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars or whatever but get the comic signed and have them draw a little headshot or whatever there a few minutes little piece but, of original art you can yes make yeah so I did that. I got some cool stuff. I got met David Finch, did a little ghost Hawkeye on my Avengers disassembled from back in the day. Got a 
Got an ampersand on my Why the Last Man number five. J.G. Jones did it. Just a bunch of stuff like that. Everybody was super fun and cool. Uh, got to I I had never met Bendis. He signed, you know, he signed everything for free and had several things I had him sign. Got to meet Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Get a, some stuff signed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, got a few more remarks and Ron Garney and uh, Tom King did his. One of his I'm sorry remarks. Um, just a all around good time. Met a bunch of people, and my only regret is that I met all these people, got all the signatures, and now I have a new project that I wish I would have got all the signatures for that. But hmm. no, <clears throat> that's for the future. Talk about someday. But anyway, it was freaking awesome. Uh, Jordan was going to hook me up with a uh, uh, dealer or what? Yeah, what comic book store retailer retailer thing? You know, Mm. I got to get in with him, and I showed up there, just had to give my name, and they're like, "We never, we never freaking heard of you or that store in our lives." (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it was just pretty great. But they, but the girl who was doing it was just like. Uh, looking up, she's like, "Yeah." And she asked somebody else, and they didn't know. And I wasn't. They showed me the list. Find your name, and I was, I was like, "And so I'm not on here, you know." Uh, but then finally, she, she's like, "Here's what we're gonna do." She puts this wristband on me. She's like, "Wear this all weekend. You should have no problem." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And she just didn't charge me anything. And you got a magic band. Yeah, yeah. And no one else had that wristband on. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I think I I really needed to push it. Like the 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 second day, I went two days. The second day, I felt like, man, I really missed the boat on this because at one point, someone looked over at me. One, so a security guard started to come to check my thing, and the one one next to him said, "Oh no, he's good." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what am I wearing? You know, like, yeah, is this all access pass that I just have squandered? You could have went in the green room and ate I some snacks. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like, it was nobody else had it all in the whole. Gonna give Brian Bennis a wedgie and nobody could touch it. Probably. Anyway, so it all worked mm. out fine. It's good mm. time. <sighs> yeah, and then, literally enter your info here. And yeah, it seemed pretty simple. Seemed and pretty then simple. give him your name at will call, and we'll have a ticket for you. But it didn't yep. seem to work that way. That's all right. Um, should have told him you were um, you were from Cosmic Comics. Yeah, maybe that's what that made down. As yeah, Cosmic Comics. <laughs> then a couple weeks later, Jordan and I went to Cincinnati Expo. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about this yet, so. Well, we drove right by Xenia. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where you went later. But yeah, I was like, hey, there's a <laughs> there's that place. Yeah, <laughs> I think we had a pretty successful trip, except for some of our eating. Our, our, our I had some. <laughs> well, food. it was set up bizarre because Cliff, <laughs> you and I went yeah. last year. This is the Larry Same show. show. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a long hallway. And there were multiple entrances. So wherever you yeah. went in, you could get into the show floor. Well, this year, there was only one entrance. And mm. it was at the complete opposite side of the building of the street entrance. That's weird. So you had to, we had to wait in line that was stretched kind of down the building because they're checking bags, mm-hmm. wanding metal detectors. You know, it took a while to get in. You needed one of those magic bands. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> and so you get in and you have to walk the entire length of the building, which is a city block or more. I don't right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. We're t- yeah like, it's a Duke, uh, Duke energy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then you go in, so you go in that corner. Well, all the celebrities and things are at the other end. So you have to, you had to go in the building, walk the length of the building, go in the show floor, walk the length of the show floor to get to any of the celebrities or anything. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to go to the second floor, you had to go all the way back to the end, come all the way back to like the escalators, which are like the midway point, 
and all yeah. the panels were on the opposite side of the building. So you every change you had to walk the opposite end. It was yeah, to, to, the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, we, we didn't our, have that 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 issue at all last year. We got yeah, our I, steps. I swear in. there were three. Like each end had a door, and the middle had a door. You yeah, could just get in and out. But yeah, I'm sure we thought so. Just if we just could get some something to eat, to we were burning a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. yeah, we we got in and got a lot of the autographs and stuff we wanted really quick. And then like it was eleven thirty, twelve, something like that. We went up the escalator and like you could still see people trying to get in. Mm. So like there was such a bottleneck trying to get in. Like Saturday was really busy. I think we went on Sunday last year. It was no problem. Yeah, but, like, Saturday yeah. was super busy, but it wasn't because there was nobody on the floor because they, they couldn't, couldn't get, get in. in there. Yeah. So wow, we went up is... trying to find where Jim Lee was going to be. They had him hidden in a little room. So we just went up to the second floor to see where we should go when it's our time to get signatures. And they're like, you got tickets, just get in line. Because there weren't enough people like the, the CGC, like if you wanted your signature graded mm -hmm. and appraised and whatever, those were the people the first thing in the morning. But they were all standing in line waiting to get in. So they're like, <laughs> just just go ahead. And they're just trying to burn through some of the lines. We're like, OK, cool. We'll get in line. Heck yeah. So we actually got that done sooner than we thought we would. Yeah. Which, which that was awesome. That was, uh, uh, <clears throat> quote Chris Farley. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, yeah, they gave us like a poster. We came with it. Because uh, you guys bought the, the special package or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you had to have a package. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm -hmm. well, first I'll, I'll say first. Uh, uh, like at the Baltimore con, I, I did the Jeff Johns package. I, I, uh, with Jordan, of course, you know, as a comic book store owner, he, you know, he's, you know, stuck away some cool issues here and there that, you know, and so he, I, I asked if he had anything he wanted to sign. Cause I only had so many things. I, I only need so many Jeff Johns signatures. <laughs> I, I let it offer him and he, uh, cause he was getting me those free tickets. <laughs> Right, right. Boy, that's <laughs> we know whose whose paper that worked out in. <laughs> anyway, so he had this cool blackest night cover. Um, yeah. And I took it in. They gave me they it my that thing came with a um flashpoint one cover print, you know, signed. Mm -hmm. And I had met the first booth I went to that day. I'm sorry. I totally forgot about this. So, but the first booth I, I went to that day was David Finch, which was a good thing because his line got real long, real quick. And I was behind this kid and his dad, the kid was like 13, 14 years old and he had a portfolio and that's kind of mm -hmm. fun to stand behind them. Cause you know, they're going to show the artist and stuff. And, uh, they were super nice. And, uh, um, they, showed Finch the stuff and they were getting a remark and I was kind of like, you know, say, Oh, this was when I was getting, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. This is really cool. You know? So I said, I want one of those too. And, and, uh, but anyway, I saw them a couple times during the day and they were, they were just, would be like, Oh, you know, it's just like, I don't know. They were so excited to see me every time they saw it because we we put <laughs> they, in. A they were like, there's that guy with that special band again. Like <laughs> exactly. That's probably what it was. Man. Uh, they, but they we had spent that hour or whatever in mm -hmm. Finch's line. So later at the uh end of the day, I was getting ready to leave and I was walking by and they I was holding that flashpoint cover, you know, print. And um so I didn't want to roll it up. I didn't know what to do with it. I don't, you know, and I was like walking they saw me and they came over oh you got to do the jeff johns thing that's so cool that's so cool would you get signed and i told him and and uh and, that, and that's so awesome we, we we didn't do that or whatever and i just freaking gave the kid the print i was like i'm not gonna hang it up at my house or whatever mm -hmm. i was like here you know here you go which they of course it was worth way more how excited that kid was than it was ever going to be to me you know so that yeah. was a fun cap onto the day and yes, people were, uh, I got more than one comment about the dark, you know, the blackest night cover. Like, oh, yeah, so, so I get sweet. the stuff signed and I carry it over. And well, first off, Jeff, Jeff Jones is like, um, a lot of Avengers. 
<laughs> you know, he's expect he's getting all DC stuff. You know? Right, right. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's my I'm into that. But you know, and he he looked at the it's that like skull on the cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan had already had who who had signed in one of the eye holes. Ivan Rice. Uh, yeah. mm. And then so Jeff like looked at it. And he goes, mouth. I was like mouth. <laughs> so he signed in the mouth, and I took it over, and there'd be like tables there, so you can like lay your stuff out, let it dry for a couple minutes, yeah. and wave it and stuff. And of course, oh, the guy standing, there, oh, that, oh, I was on that cover, and I'm like, yeah, it's mine. I brought it. It's my <laughs> cover. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was fun. We got we got uh, we got a print, uh, you know, for Jim Lee and stuff and and we and those other guys had signed it also right uh scott williams yes. and that sinclair the anchor, scott williams and the colorist alex sinclair yeah so what all would you get signed from jim Lee? uh well i had i was figuring it out right up till the moment we pulled out of the driveway oh but. he was yeah definitely he was thinking he, he has he was like ah stressing about it so my number one thing was X-Men number one from the 90s, the gatefold cover that had the mm-hmm. whole team lineup on it. That was that is emblematic of my childhood. So that one had to be done. Um, and then they had just come out with the, the the hush issue one, the foil variant during Batman Day, like a week before this event. So it was that cover of Batman on the gargoyle, but with no logos or uh, barcodes or anything so it's just a nice clean batman cover that of course all three of those guys had worked on so i thought that was pretty solid choice and i was gonna go wildcats number one because that was jim's kind of that's his mm-hmm. baby but i'm not a huge wildcats fan I, I i read it a little in the 90s but that wasn't really me but i had some thoughts i've been doing the that batman the animated series poster getting multiple signatures on a poster and I had some thoughts like, that'd be kind of cool to do with characters. Because the artist, Michael Cho, was there, and he did a Daredevil poster that I really like. And there, this show we're going to in December, there's a ton of Daredevil artists and writers going to be there. So I'm like, oh, I could start doing posters. I was like, well, what characters would I do? I'd Daredevil, okay, Obviously. maybe maybe Batman. And, of course, it hits me. If you're going to do a Batman poster, what artist would be the number one get for Batman? I got to be Jim Lee. I'm like, oh, no. So literally the day before the show, I'm digging through my filing cabinet trying to find a decent poster. So I went with the the one they sent this year for Batman Day. It's just a black poster with yellow text as long live the bat. It's just Hmm. a nice, a lot of blank space. I can fill it up with a whole bunch of signatures. So. I got that poster signed by the trio of them. And he signed Which, it a little big, but he he didn't know my plans. That's all right. Jim didn't take up as much space. As yeah, if somebody's going to do it, that's yeah. the guy you want big. And that, yeah, that's a, a great idea. I, and I'm glad you thought of it before this. Otherwise, you'd have just freaking been mad. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Um, Did you, did he say anything did did you have any conversation uh i I ended up being a couple people behind you and i saw you having a nice long conversation with him so i'm like i don't have anything to say to the guy so like i'll just tell him i like his stuff i guess and i don't know what i'm gonna say but right in front of me was a cute adorable little girl who gave him a box of cookies oh had some kind of like chinese writing on or something some like cookie chinese cookies of some sort yeah, let's and, see you top that, Jordan. Yeah, and he's like, oh, thank you. And he's leaning down talking to her as he's signing my stuff, not looking at it. Oh. And he's talking to the little girl and asking about the cookies and, like, shoving me right along. I'm like, okay, <laughs> nice to meet you, Jim. <laughs> Enjoy your cookies. <laughs> so I think I said two words to him, but yeah. that's all right. He's a busy still, man. Still good. And he was working through lunch. None of them, none of them left the room for lunch. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of happened to me with Scott Williams because he was past him and they had Jim had signed my stuff and passed it on. And then he and I were talking and talking and he, and so Scott Williams is signing my stuff down the table and telling the guy that's random guy that's standing there. Oh yeah. I like this. And I did it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was mine. But <laughs> yeah, I got up there. I had, uh, I think, uh, Batman 618 
was one of the hush issues that I like. It's got like uh skeleton Robin, uh, Jason Todd or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so they all three were there to sign that. And I got uh, Sinclair to sign flashpoint that I had just had Jeff John sign. Uh, I got uh, X-Men. I can never remember the title 268 or something like that. Uh, I'd had Claremont sign. So Jim Lee and Williams could sign it. That's With the Cap that's Black yeah, issue. yeah, Cap Black Widow and Wolverine on the cover. Great issue, which which Jim Lee talked about in his panel. Well, mm. as he was basically said, it was. I feel like he acted like it was the greatest issue he'd ever read or whatever. And then he remembered. I like to remember. He's like, uh, anyway, DC is great. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a ongoing thing during the panel of like, who are your favorite artists? He names a bunch of Marvel artists. He's like, but uh, DC too, you know. Like he's <laughs> yeah. remembering that he works for DC. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And I and I got uh, Punisher War Journal where he's on the jet ski, and he's like, you just rented a jet ski to the Punisher, kiss that baby goodbye. <laughs> uh, just I love it. Uh, anyway, I went up. I, I was like, what's my uh, chance? Here's my burning question. I said, um, as a board gamer, I said, uh, what is your, what is 10 year old Jim Lee's unbeatable Stratego setup? And the look on his face was, I knew I'd nailed it because he was just like, he looked at me and stared and kind of leaned back and was holding his pen, stop signing. He's like, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, some hush commentary or whatever. There's a, there's a, I think six twelve. He he drew young Bruce Wayne and Tommy Elliot playing a board game that was not Stratego, but it was it was a war game. Mm-hmm. And in some commentary, he'd been asked about it, and he. He was ta- talking about Stratego and stuff, and how he had it. He thought he was from ten years old. He's had an unbeatable setup, and I don't. If you guys know the game Stratego, you know. Um, but he, I he said, I say it's from some commentary. And he goes, "Wow," so I have no memory. <laughs> he goes, "Uh," he goes, "Are you gonna know what I'm talking about?" I was like. I may be the only person in this room that <laughs> will. I was like, but I will know exactly why you're talking about. It. I really want to know what you think is an unbeatable Stratego setup. And I go, because I'm a basic bitch Stratego player. I, I was like, I have the crisscross bombs and the, and he, and he stops and, and takes a scrap piece of paper, which I, I should, I wish I would have at least took a picture of what, he drew on there mm-hmm. he drew part of the board and drew what he knew my setup was and it, just what i was describing he's like yeah you do this this and this and i was like yes and he goes everybody does that and he's like no no what i do is this and he's like describing his where you know he basically put, makes like a wall of bombs and hides his i mean i'd have to describe this is only gonna work for people in this is a moment guy. between you two yeah, the, but, <laughs> and whoever has played Stratego, so I'll explain for a split second. He just makes wall bombs and keeps his marshal and spy behind that, and you base and flag, and you basically have to come to him, and he defends it instead of where most people like me send them out and protect their spy, but going out looking for trouble and looking for the flag and using a miner and all that stuff. He kind of holds back and makes you come to him and. Says it's unbeatable. Anyway, it it was something I'm sure he doesn't get had never got asked, so it was fun to ask and find that out. Hmm. And, and uh that was good. Got all that stuff signed. It was awesome. Hey, that's you two had a moment. That's yeah, we did. That's that was good. Um what else hmm. did we do? The then we only had a minute. Yeah, we only had a minute to eat though before the. Well, panel. that was yeah. So we got the signing done, and then we ha- it was like a half hour till the panel. So like, let's go get some food. All I have to do is go from one end of the building to the other, yeah, to back so and go, forth ten so times. Sprint twice across the building, <laughs> and so like there are a couple of booths open. There's one was like barbecue. Hey, we we can yeah. queue. We like to yeah. queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we, and the line wasn't terrible. So we get in line and about three people go through it and somebody yells, they're out of, we're out of pork. Only got turkey. Okay, All right. Okay. Well, we can eat turkey. That's fine. Turkey. We're standing here. We're, we're starving. A few more people go through the line. We're out of turkey. Only got sides. <laughs> so by the time we got up there, they literally only had French fries and green beans. No pop. Yeah. They had like bottled water and a couple Gatorades. I bought the last Diet Mountain Dew. There was one Diet Mountain that Dew that was the that only you were the only one going to drink. <laughs> uh, only we knew somewhere we could have we we could have told them to stock up. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, oh well. Good. Anyway, I we had uh, to take our food and carry it the length of the building twice. Yeah. Run up to the panel and like the panel. Mm. We we just got in there in time for the panel. Listen, Jimmy, he ended up getting booed. He made some kind of comment about Skyline Chili not being good, and they booed him. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, during the panel, he was doing a Q and A, and he was he was sketching a Joker. He's like, no, what, normally what I do, I do a sketch during the Q and A, and then at the end of it, I give it away to somebody. So at the end of it, he said, uh, "Does anybody in here have a Skyline receipt in their pocket?" And some dude's like, here, I got it. And he ran up and was like, yep, there you go. So whoever had a Skyline receipt in their pocket, they got a free yeah. Joker. That was awesome. That was awesome. I wonder what you'd have done if they hadn't. Like, I mean, that's, but well, I guess was it was, gonna, it was bound was to happen. Somebody, somebody was going to, it would <laughs> yeah. suck to be somebody in there that had one and didn't, and wasn't the one that got up there fast enough. But yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. He was cool to listen to. I I, I was glad we went. Um, to yeah, that. He was definitely the draw. He was the biggest guest there. He was the main reason I went. But there are several other, more people than I thought when I was getting ready for this. I'm like, okay, who am I going to get signatures from? So it ended up being a, a decent day of meeting people. And I got uh, Paul Williams, mm-hmm. singer, songwriter, yeah. actor on my in the Batman Muppet movie. poster because he was the penguin. That's actually pretty cool because that was the show you you broke out that poster last year to get right. a bunch of signatures on. Yeah, yeah, yeah several guests there from the animated yeah. series. Yeah, hmm. I got I got a first thing we found Michael Cho because that was the as soon as he was announced that was him he was like him and Jim Lee those are the guys I wanted to see because I freaking love Michael Cho's art. So he he did a couple of remarks on a oh and it had worked out this Captain America variant he did came out three days before the con I was able to get that marked I had Bob Hall who uh, did the Avengers two seventeen my first Avengers issue I've had I've had him and Shooter sign it you know but I had him I was like whoa I want a remark and I. He's like, what do you want on there? I was like, how about Egghead? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the villain in the the twenty, you know, the two twenties or whatever? It was when I started reading the Avengers, that was the big villain in that run there, mm-hmm. the shooters run. So I he was he was like, Wow, that's yes, <laughs> you know, and he he did a little egghead in the barcode I picked up later. Was awesome, and had Carrie Nord do a remark on a Daredevil issue um, that was just—I mean—in color. Some of these guys really go all out. Oh, yeah, a guy did a shredder on a teenage. Uh, Gavin Edwards did one on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Koi Fam was probably the coolest guy there. He was just really cool. He like. Learned your name, called you by it. You come back later, he's called you that. And he's just like, <laughs> he was really excited that I, I was like, I want, I want to remark. I said Cad Bane, of course. And yeah, he was like, I've never done that. That's great. I have to look him up, you know, to make sure I do him right. And he did a phenomenal Cad Bane on that <laughs> issue. So that was all awesome. If you want to see any of this stuff, go to our Facebook page because I posted pictures of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, I like we did have the same situation like where where uh wasn't it Larry Hamas did something didn't charge Cliff yeah. or something and yeah. we went to Michael Cho and 
was like, I want to remark on this cap. And then I, I had a magazine, comic book creator magazine has this really cool Avengers cover he did. And I think that's why he did this because it's like he was this he was the main focus of this magazine and there's a huge article in it like many many pages all about his life and everything and i got it and he, so he did a remark for free on it hmm. and then and then turns around and jordan's like yeah i want re- remarks re- remark puts us down and he's like clearly was going to charge Jordan for the second remark. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have it done. Uh, and his like, were like 15 second, just like right, right, right. Yeah, real yeah. quickies, but but he still charges. So. Still charges. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. I was like, of course he's going to turn around. Give me a free one. And it took, you're standing there the whole time. <laughs> nope. Uh, Although I do regret that Carrie Nord, I, probably should have got one from him because the one he yeah, did it was, your daredevil was sweet. it was a sweet in color awesome so by all but definitely check those out check those pictures out hmm. so, so anyway stop, uh d- well okay well, go, go ahead yeah, what were we gonna ask I was, uh, well i was gonna ask afterwards if you stop and stop donate anywhere good and oh we some uh some food we got <laughs> yeah. into some traffic we had to sit uh hmm. For like an hour just i was gonna wait till along. we got to columbus and find yeah, something let's, let's yeah columbus before we get dinner we had to sit in traffic for way too long so we, we just as soon as we got through the traffic whatever's first okay there's a popeyes and a gas station that's fine go oh wow and we yeah. get there and we're standing in line and i swear to you they're like oh it's gonna be about 15 minutes on chicken <laughs> you don't have chicken it's popeyes <laughs> what do you uh, have throw it in a deep fry i don't care uh, uh. They might have had some Skyline Chili back here. But yeah. we know Jordan doesn't like Skyline Chili. We learned, yeah. We've learned this. I, I would have. Yeah, I didn't even bring it up. I would have. Uh, <laughs> I would have ate it Skyline. But yeah, I was like, ah, so I'm going to press press the issue. <laughs> um, but all in all, I will say, I think we had a great trip. Everything was great. It was uh Jordan is pleasant company to travel with, and we had a really good time. It's great to meet all these people, and it's fun to fun to enjoy it with friends. So um, yeah. I can't wait until December for GalaxyCon to go with you guys and do that again. Yeah, absolutely. And, like we spent the last hour, like because we got through everything pretty quick. So like I had time, which I never do at a show, to just actually shop and just look mm-hmm. around. Oh yeah, yeah. And like there were a bunch of vendors there with dollar bins and. Stuff. Like I don't normally see dollar bins too yeah. much anymore, but I went to one. Like the first one I stopped at was like three dollars a piece, or you know this much for twenty five, or you know like the more you bought, the cheaper it was basically. Mm-hmm. And I pulled my list out. I'm like, oh, I need this one. I need this one. And like I found a huge stack of books from my want list, and I'm like, wow, I hit pater. And then I found some dollar bins. I I probably bought. 50 comics that I, were I approved my, uh... some of his purchases were, were from the egghead saga <laughs> mm. <laughs> i was like oh, oh yeah. you're wow. nailed it right there that's good stuff <clears throat> hmm. uh so like i said we drove by a xenia uh dr- sign so uh what happened at your toy show yeah you went to? yeah so my my wife and i um i, I had heard online about this this toy show um, somebody, uh, one of the local dealers here had mentioned it before and I had never heard of it. Uh, it's called the great Ohio toy show and it is at, it's in Xenia, Ohio at the green County fairgrounds. They have it twice a year, one day only What you know, it's just mm. on a Saturday. It's, it's like, it's kind of uh, like that one they do the Ohio, the one in Columbus, they do twice a year, don't they? Yeah, like uh, probably the, the Expo Toy Ohio Center. or it's uh, at the it's at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, except this was at the fairgrounds. They basically have six buildings, um, that they use, and every building is full. Right. Uh, it was like seven hundred tables of. This is a show that they there's no celebrities, there's no special guest. It is just vendors, um, all retro toys, everything you could possibly imagine, of course. 
and to the point where you know you see these ultra rare things and you're like man that is awesome and then you walk five tables down and there it is again or somebody has four of them you know that type of thing right, really yeah. all, you know cool stuff um but yeah it's like 700 tables people from all over the area and of course if if you're not familiar Zeny Ohio is um right next to Dayton mm. and um you know this was something that I really hadn't thought about until until we went there cuz there was Kenner Star vintage Kenner Star oh, yeah, yeah. everywhere I bet and of course Kenner being you know originally they were the Kenner building which is now the Kroger building in in Cincinnati you know that's where they were based that's where uh, the Kenner toys came from. So being on in, in the Western side of Ohio, it was just like, you know, stuff I'd never see around uh, on the East Eastern uh, border over here. So uh, everything you could ever, you saw as a kid was there. Every brand you could imagine um, from strawberry shortcake and, and, and Barbies and, and uh, um, uh, things to TV shows like Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazard and just you name it. Every piece of merch they ever produced was probably at this show of some sort. And there were some cool other, you know, there were a couple local or well, I don't know. I don't know that they were local, but there were a couple artists there here and there. Um, some people selling like vintage um, Halloween, Halloween decorations from the seventies and eighties stuff you know, that's cool to look at. And you have, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, I, my grandma had that. I remember, you know, that type of thing, but overall just amazing. Um, prices were pretty good. Um, I had been to PowerCon not too long ago and I would say, yeah, overall pricing was pretty much was probably a little better, um, because there was so much more competition, uh, right. between the vendors. They, you know, when you have multiple, the, the same items, the hard to find items everywhere, but, um, for me, um, you know, my wife just tagged along. She was just like, yeah, I could use a weekend away. And, uh, she had no real special interest or anything like that. She's not into retro toys really, or anything like that. So it doesn't really, you know, well, I imagine she, she saw some things that she, she like, did. Hey, wait she a minute. Did. I had that. Yes. Um, she saw some things, bought a couple things, um, and, and seemed to really enjoy it. Um, huge crowds. It was great. Basically, it set up the the buildings are set up in a you know basically around each other, and then they have a center area with full of picnic tables. They had a stage set up uh, with a DJ playing all day, and then they had like fair food, like food trucks come in that you that was the food there. So, mm -hmm. um, so that was good. You know, we we're all about junk fair food and that's not good for you and picking out on that, but. Um, I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. We had some deep fried Oreos even. Um, it was good, but yeah. So, uh, great vendors, um, amazing sites and things to look at. And to the point where it's one of those shows where it's just overwhelming. Um, because like every hundred tables, yeah, 700 <laughs> tables. We got, we actually got there early. Um, we got there about eight 30 in the morning. Um, went ahead and went in because if you paid an extra $5, you could go in, uh, between eight and nine. So we just went ahead and paid the extra $5 to get in, get in Heck there, yeah. Heck yeah. you know, before the big crowds showed up. And, um, yeah, the only thing I didn't have a big agenda or anything like that. I had just recently, um, bought a, a Kenner job of the hut play set that was incomplete. And so I was kind of looking for, um, the armrest on that. Right, right. And, uh, and if possible, um, the, uh, the hookah pipe and the, uh, the globe um, thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and the little yeah. bowl. Mm. And then also the, uh, the, the collar is, you know, that, uh, with the mm. string on it. So, um, I was looking for that. I was looking for anything. Ewok had, still had some things, you know, some pieces. Um, there was a one elusive figure of the original Ewoks that I did not have yet. Name, you know, uh, uh, Roomba, Roomba, Romba. Ro sorry, Roomba. not Roomba, 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 <laughs> Roomba's the uh, uh, that's the uh, the little robot that sweeps your house. Um, <laughs> but the the Romba figure that is typically, you know. 
way above my my price range but mm-hmm. I, you know I, you never know so um bought some uh, a few you know just regular figures things i didn't have nothing real special but that's what's uh, great about those shows is like it could be at 10 booths and each of them have a different price on it and right one's mint in package one's been mm-hmm. chewed on by the dog like there's there's yeah. you have the ability to find that kind of stuff that online you'd have to shell out quite a bit right and and sometimes it's hard with kenner star wars um sometimes it's hard to find vendors that are selling parts just parts because they'll keep them and then complete sets and then sell the whole as a whole set. So um, it just so happened the first building we went into um, towards the front uh, my, caught my eyes immediately because they had vintage Star Wars figures laid out in this really cool booth. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of looking over there. There were a couple uh, bins full of just different parts and they had them separated, you know, Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, that type of thing. So I was like, oh, so I was kind of digging through them. Um, had picked up a couple Falcon parts I needed and I was kind of looking at them. I was like, I really don't want to pay this much for that. And then, so I was digging, I was like, well, let's look for some, some of that Jabba, uh, pieces that I was missing immediately pull out the, the armrest. And I was like, and it was marked like 40 bucks. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I know that's about what it sells for on eBay. Uh, cause I had looked it up and I was, so I put it back and I was like, um, yeah, I just got here. I'm going to look around. So I let that be, um, went over, started talking to the, I'd picked up a couple figures and just some beaters and that I wanted and got to talking to him and went on the other side of the, uh, of the booth where he had his nicer complete figures all laid out the, you know, of course, all the, the most rare ones the most expensive ones were all laid out there and i i he had some uh in one of the cases he had some accessories some weapons and and capes or uh trench coats and, and indoor gear and stuff and i was like hey do you have any loose ewok headdresses he's like uh what are you looking for so I told him, you know, kind of the two I was looking for. He's like, yeah, I think I got a Warrock one here. And I was like, before you get it out, how much do you want on it? He's like, oh, let me look. So he looks and he's like, he's like, oh, 40 bucks. For a headdress? Like, for a headdress. But the same headdress I had priced at PowerCon and the guy wanted $75 for Still. it. Still. Because you can't find them. Nobody sells them that way. They will sell them with the figure. Yeah. And I was like, I, I have the figure at home. I've got the ex- other accessories. I was like, I, I was just like, I'm here. Yeah. What the hell? So I was like, all right, I'll just buy it. And I, I bought some things, bought a couple things from him. So we go on, we're looking through all the booths and having a great time and, and, and so much star Wars everywhere. Just there's I headdresses mean, from, in every booth from here. No, <laughs> actually there weren't. I'm, I'm still <laughs> looking out for that Java stuff, you know, that place. Yeah, yeah. stuff. So we get through like, probably a couple more buildings and I'm at, we're just, I'm leaving one and I'm, I was stopped and I was looking through another parts bin and at, and the guys like, Hey, what are you looking for? And I was like, Hey, I was looking for uh, the, the armrest for the Java playset. And he literally, he just laughed and he goes, huh, good luck. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I said, I'm just going to go back and, and buy that thing. Cause if I don't, I'm going to regret it. And, and so I did, I went back and grabbed that other piece from the same, you know, the same vendor. So I was happy to get that, um, felt good about, uh, about that, but yeah, we, the we armrest, he, the other guy, the armrest, how much did he want? For no, the, the other guy did not have the armrest. He was just like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, but I mean, I thing. mean the one that did have it, how much did he want for it? He wanted 40 bucks for it. It was like, oh, yeah, I thought we were talking about the headdress. They were both. He had them both oh, okay. 40 bucks. So okay. Sorry. Individually. Just I got you. Well, that sounds, that's a, 40 bucks for that sounds more reasonable than a headdress. So, so yeah. So I went back and I did buy that, but Good. yeah, man, just such cool stuff. Um, Everything. So many GI Joes and, and just, I mean, it was overwhelming how much stuff was mm. there. And I was like, how am I ever going to get through all these buildings? Um, cause I just want to stop and look at everything and, 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 you know, yeah. and talk to some folks and, and, um, but we did, we had a really good time and, uh, we got through them all. 
uh, bought some other stuff. Alicia bought a couple things. Um, you know, some old, some eighties, uh, rainbow bright something plush something or other. And she got a little Barbie case because since we've seen bar, you know, Barbie came out, right. Carly, Carly had went out and was like going through all her Barbie stuff one day. So Alicia was like talking to a vendor and she's like, Hey, I'm looking for like one of those, you know, closet boxes, I guess. Right. Right. Uh, uh, from, you know, the, I used to have in like the eighties and, and the woman's like, yeah, those, those 1980s ones are really hard to find. And when you do, they're not cheap. Like Alicia walks in the same building, walks on the other side of the building in another booth. And like, literally there's like three of them there. And she paid like $15 for for one that was in still had the hangers in it and stuff. Yeah, so, that's cool. Oh, you can fill it with headdresses. Yes, <laughs> you should do. It. Put this it in is there. gonna. Yeah, uh, this is going. Put to all your e walk clothes. clothes in it. Oh. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, no, um, that was you know it was a toy show. It was a huge toy show. The the um the fairgrounds they had it at was exceptional um really clean newer everything power washed power washed uh the bathrooms had were had their own you know wasn't porta potties they had their own uh bathroom Mannequins. in just about every every building uh that was clean and had been cleaned uh several times that day so yeah the facilities were great food was good um did you find a favorite I- bathroom no, I did not. I didn't find a favorite. Uh, maybe next time. I got to go a few times. Well, you know, you go, if you go enough, that you phones. have to get, get a favorite bathroom. Yeah, did they have a payphone near? Yeah. <laughs> what about Roomba? Oh, yes. So, yeah, we totally skipped over. That was one of the things I ended up buying. So, um, yeah, uh, Star Wars booth. Um it was towards the end of the end of the day and we had kind of been through the buildings. I ended up going back and, uh, to the same guy I'd bought the other two items and I was standing there and there was another guy standing there and he had like, if you know anything about Kenner star Wars, the last 17 figures power of the force are the most expensive figures. And, uh, some more than other, the last 17, they were, um, they, they weren't, distributed or produced as right. you know highly as the others because they made them you know millions of the other figures gotcha. so um so yeah power of the force 1985 and this guy had he had a yak face pulled out um he had a <laughs> uh he had uh i think uh maybe a a han with the uh, carbonite and one of the others, the last 17, uh, wasn't a monomon, but what's a yak a, face, a yak. So a yak face <laughs> is, uh, um, ask that was a figure that was like the last one that was released and it was only released pretty much in Europe. It's called that. Yes. Hold on. I don't, I don't have I can an look original, it up. But... I just didn't know if that was just lingo that you were, you call it yak face. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay. So, I got gotcha. you. I've I kind of recognize that. Yeah, the tu- he was the in, little tusks there. Or whatever. Yeah, he was a guy that was just in the background of Jabba's palace. Oh, is what it was. So, um, yeah, there no, that's is. definitely a yak face right there. Yeah, that's a sure. yak face. So, um, anyways, that thing was he had these three figures and the, he's like, well, how much will you take for these? And they're, they're negotiating basically around a thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm just going to wait. If this guy's going to spend a thousand dollars, I'll here, rob him in the parking lot. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just going to wait here. <laughs> gonna wait I was here. Like, my, my Put on thing, my headdress. Yeah, I'm. I, I... <laughs> you just pull it down to hide your identity, Alicia. Start the car. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> you hear Yub Nub playing from the car. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I, uh, I, I had as this guy, and they're negotiating. I'm like, hey, can I see that uh, that Romba there? 
and and he pulls it out so you know it's all complete it looks really nice and he's got like 140 bucks on it right and which isn't a bad price no i I believe that for the actual figure that you know with all everything this this is also a last 17 figure you know gotcha so um it's all complete looks beautiful looks unplayed with which i normally don't care about that stuff but if i'm gonna spend or even consider oh yeah right that kind of money i'm like it's it better be nice so i'm like standing there i'm like well if this guy spends a thousand dollars maybe he'll you know negotiate a little bit on this stupid ewok that's you know 100 bucks whatever so he he's done with that guy he gives him a deal he spends a bunch of money and i was like i was like man i was like you take a hundred bucks for it he goes nah he he's like i i just i can't do a hundred i know i can get you know more than a hundred bucks i was like okay i was like 120 he's like oh and he stood there for a while and he's looking at it. He's looking at me and I'm like, Hey, I've already bought, you know, I got 80 bucks worth of your crap. I've already, I've already bought right. from you, man. I was like, give me a deal. He's like 125 bucks. I was like, deal. I'll take it. It's the last one I need. We're good. So super excited to get, to get it home, get it back with the rest of the tribe and, uh, and on display. <laughs> and, uh, that was, that was the big purchase. So, um, since then, I uh Java update, you guys can't see it, but um behind me here, I I've he's all complete back there now. Got the other pieces. Um found a really good deal uh on an Etsy shop and uh got the 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 hookah pipe and the and the uh the little frog bowl and and yeah. the uh, the the string with the the collar on it and I've got uh uh back there with it my stand solo um Play Leia figure, so it's all looks good on display. Uh, that's so happy a guy. Show, in a show like this, what's the percentage? Is it like ninety percent vintage, or are there people selling like the black figures and the? Are is there modern stuff there as well? There, what are we? There I'm sure is. it's more than fifty fifty vintage, but yeah, there there is modern stuff there, absolutely, but it's just not what people i think most people are looking for because that's what i wonder of like the stuff they're cranking out this especially we we, yeah there's so much toys the gi joe toys Mm -hmm. the star wars black like it's all the stuff we wanted for years and years that they weren't making and now it seems like they're making a lot of it is is there demand yeah they're absolutely in in there you're right there absolutely is demand for it though and that's why they keep producing so much um and i think it's because so many collectors have been doing it for so long. They have already gotten all the vintage. They were, you know, they've got all the Star Wars figures. They've got an entire um, Motu collect, He-Man collect. You know, they have a version of all that old stuff. So they're to the point where they're buying up the new stuff now, you know, just as much. So, yeah, I- definitely they're, it's out there to be, you know, people are buying it. Um, and, and paying good price for it. Um, but because, you know, I, I, I started collecting these vintage star Wars figures during the pandemic again, as something to do. Um, I'm out there looking for a lot of stuff that, that everybody else already has. So, which is good. I wonder like, you know, 25 years from now, are your kids going to take their kids to shows like this? But, oh, Funko. Remember Funko Pops? Weren't those? <laughs> oh, cool? my God. Like, There's going to be so the, many Funko Will there Pops. be the same nostalgia <laughs> in this era of plenty? Mm, like, yeah. we grew up where it was like, oh, it's a new thing that, like, you know, it was going to the toy aisle, like, hoping there was something new. Yeah, because we only had so many like, options. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's yeah. everything, everything all at once or whatever. A yeah. little bit of everything yeah. all of the time. Right. So, like, yeah, now it's everything all the time. So I don't know, will they have the same, will that trigger the same thing in their brains of like, oh, that's neat. It did surprise me because there were, there were people there that were 
10 years, probably around 10, 15 years younger than me that had all the nostalgia for the 90s stuff. You know, they're like, and I'm, as I'm going through booths, they're like, oh my God, I had this, or my, my sister's, you know, had that, or, or my cousins had that, or the kid down the street. Oh, I remember playing with that all the time. They have nostalgia for, for different things, for newer things than, than I certainly do. Um, which is neat to see because, you know, I mean, it's a different object, but you can relate to, to what they're, you know, what their excitement for it. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, my kids, you know, I, I let's, let's not fool ourselves here. I can collect these star Wars figures and, and absolutely love them. And they give me joy and I love to come out and, and, you know, ha- just have them there because I have such nostalgia. I, I, w- I've told this, I was an only child and spent a lot of time, just me, you know, I didn't have really, you know, always have somebody to play with. So my toys were very much in place of, of brothers and sisters. And when I used to, you know, I remember going to grandma's house, you know, all, all summer long. And I would take Castle Grayskull and, and all the Motu, you know, the He-Man figures I could pile in, in on it and take it every day or the Ewok village or whatever, you know, what have you, because I spent so much time, you know, living in those adventures. So that's what it is for me. I just enjoy having them around and especially as I've gotten older, but for my kids, like, you know, something happens to me and, and my kids are going to be like, these mean nothing to me. So I think you have to be realistic. Cause I, I know so many people, have collected stuff and they're like, Oh, I'm going to pass this on to my kids and they're going to get rich off of it. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, no, your kids are not, nobody's going to give two craps about any of this junk. If it survives by that point in time, you know, it's like the, the um, we've talked about the, the original GI Joes. That's right. Yeah. You know, they mean nothing to us. They mean nothing the, to us. Ones. And the, the generation that they meant something to, has started to die off and and what you've seen is the market for them just completely drop. And they, I mean, they went from holding so much value to those people to a bunch of people that are like, yeah, I didn't have those. I don't care about those. They look like Barbie dolls. I, you know, which proves they have no intrinsic value. The value is based on the (laughs) the eye of the beholder. Like the people who who really want them. And once the demand softens, yeah, that, that, yeah. It's yeah. just plastic. <laughs> right. It, it is. It's just plastic. You know, I was, I was, uh, I, I was keeping my eye out at that show because I thought, man, you know, it would really be kind of cool to have some of those vintage, uh, curtains. You know, they used to have the star Wars, uh, bed sheets and curtains and stuff for your room. And I was like, man, I'd like to, you know, if I could find some of those cheap curtains, I could hang those up in here. That'd be kind of cool. And yeah. all I could find were the bed sheets. And most of the people weren't selling them. They were using them on their tables and stuff. So yeah, that's that crap that I'm like, man, that would, I'd love to have that. You know, I had that as a kid or, or whatever, just nobody else is going to give a crap (laughs) one generation down. And our kids are just like, "Eh, we don't care. (laughs) So, so we, we will see. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the uh, particular Pokemon or, or things like that will, will. Oh yeah. Know, I'm eventually... sure there's stuff. I just don't know if it's going to manifest the same sort of yeah. way. Yeah. I would say but we're no. going to get, we're going to collect NFTs of all my favorite childhood <laughs> things, or I don't know. Right. Right. I'm sure those are making a comeback. Uh, I also took my annual trip down to the Mothman festival. Oh my gosh. West Virginia. Yeah. That was a good time. I don't feel like I've been doing it that long, but there were a couple years there where, with COVID where it was canceled. So, like, I've it's probably been five years since I've been going there. And every time I go back, the town's grown a little bit. There's something new. There's some new business. Hmm. Like, those first couple years, there was like, you know, a new ice cream shop or a new vintage thrift store or something. And this year, there was a comic shop right across from where we were set up and right down the block was a arcade that hmm. was, you know, had games and I'm sure yeah. coffee. I could, you couldn't get near it. There were a million people in the way, but 
it just looked like a like the town is growing and becoming nerdier like there this this event <laughs> is fueling what point pleasant is and is becoming and that's kind of cool i guess but yeah uh, good for them yeah another insane amount of people descending on this tiny tiny little town just kind of a couple streets mm-hmm. smaller than marietta where we live and just like they just dropped a whole metropolitan yeah city full of horror fans and cryptid fans and fair food fans and people who just want to get out and sightsee and whatever so crazy crazy we broke our record again had our best sales ever we dropped the first issue of the moth first of three planned issues so that's also available at soprocomics.com you can get a copy and a couple of cool variant covers as well um then sunday it rained pretty steadily for most of the day and we were a little bummed like oh no but people just still kept coming they had it was like disney they had their ponchos on and they just yeah. soldiered through and just that wasn't gonna stop them and we actually made more money this sunday than we did sunday of last year when it was beautiful weather so we mm. made more money on a rainy sunday we had to throw away all the comics that were out on the table because they were all <laughs> soaking wet we did our best to keep the rain off stuff but we keep everything bagged and boarded in plastic, but we have yeah. sample copies of people to flip through. So they did not survive the day. They were just pulp by the end of the day. But I, we had great, great day. Um, tons of people. It was, it's quite an event. It is quite an event if you've never been. Man, we did a, we squeezed a lot of stuff in there, you know, towards the end of summer. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> out there doing it <laughs> doing it to do it so yeah i don't know uh got a little show happening in our town tomorrow um you know uh, so i'll probably uh probably stop by there jordan's gonna be there with michael and uh Selling wet comic books. Oh, you're actually going to be there. You're... <laughs> yeah, we're vendors at the. the yeah, monster, I didn't know. You. I I saw Christy and ranch. him were going. I didn't know if you were going. Yeah, they're bringing in. Oh, do you even work anymore? Barely. Just taking all these days off. I got. I got. Yeah. Just. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need an alibi to not be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, the, the uh, first annual, I'm assuming, uh, so the Monster Mash. They're bringing in a couple. Sergeant Slaughter's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Famous wrestler and G.I. Joe. Michael Behrman from The Hills Have Eyes. A couple of other uh, known horror faces. And then it's, it's also got... like kid-friendly. There's like a, a maze and a haunted house. And mm-hmm. each table is supposed to do a trick-or-treat thing. So the kids can go up to each table and say trick-or-treat and get a treat cool yeah i I think a speech from michael well (laughs) yeah so uh, are in that you're gonna have to spend an hour in the gym (laughs) to work that out (laughs) (laughs) you have to buy a comic book to get this piece of candy (laughs) now i'm giving away leftover free comic day books so you're getting comics all the way from nice that's a good deal sweet yeah so uh Zach Ward, um, he was the yeah. name that I saw that played. Uh, he was in a TV show with uh, Christopher Titus. I remember several years ago that we used to watch. But, 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 um, yeah, he he played Scott Farkas in the uh, the Christmas Story movies. Yes, so. the bully. Is that right? Yes, yes. Who terrified me more than any of the monsters who are going <laughs> to be at this show? I was terrified <laughs> of that character and his yellow eyes. Yes. Yeah. So, and the um, the 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 guy, well, the boy from uh, Kindergarten Cop, that says, "Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina." <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Um, he's gonna be there not, too. Not Dominique. 
Dominic. <laughs> so I was like, Russ told me that. So I was just like, really? He's like, I had to look it up. I was like, oh my gosh, I did say that. So mm, great line. Sweet. All right. That's our stuff. That's what we've been doing. That's our excuse for how little mm. podcasting we've been doing. Yeah. Take it or leave it. <laughs> that's our new slogan. <laughs> all right we'll be back we'll podcast at some point we'll, we'll we'll talk about stuff we normally do but take it or leave it we'll be back at some point my name is jordan lowe cliff barnes i'm seth take it or leave it kapow the pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.